Good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Shelter in Peace. We are broadcasting live from our studios here in Roswell, Georgia, from AM 1160, your Catholic radio station, The Quest Atlanta. I'm Mari Cleveland, and I am here today with, as usual, our lovely producer, Annie Porter. Good morning. And today we have a wonderful new co-host for today, and her name is Anne Satilli. Good morning, Anne. Good morning. Glad to be here. We are so thankful that you are here. So those of you who are regular listeners, you know that Josh Harris has had to step back to um, enter back into some things in his normal life, um, and so he will be popping in from time to time. And so we are so thankful that Anne is willing to come and spend time with us today. We are continuing a conversation that we began last week on the topic of prayer, because prayer is such a huge topic with so many things to talk about that we there's no way we could get it all done in one show. I don't even know if we're going to be able to get it done in two shows, Anne. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think that's ambitious. <laughs> yes, I think you're absolutely right. You know, Anne and I were laughing in preparation for the show. I think we've spent at least two hours so far talking about prayer. And yeah, we only have, what is it, 57 minutes or so on the air, Annie? <laughs> We're going to give it a shot. 55. We only have 55. Okay, so we're going to talk real fast. No, I'm kidding. We won't talk really fast today. But speaking of prayer, we are going to open with prayer um, as we do, because all good things begin with prayer. So why don't we start with prayer this morning? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise you. We praise you because you are our Abba Father. We praise you that um, Jesus gave us that that title to call you, that we are able to call you our daddy. You are the one who loves us unconditionally, like a father, like a good, good father. And we thank you for that unconditional, beautiful love. And Lord, as we lean into the opportunity to talk about prayer, to learn about how to pray, to learn about how to be just even in more close communication, conversation, um, just intimacy with you, Lord, we ask that you would guide our conversation today. And Lord, I just also ask that you would help us to know that prayer is a gift you give us to equip us, because as you tell us in your word in Ephesians, um, you remind us that we draw our strength. And as it says in Ephesians 6, finally draw your strength from the Lord and from his mighty power Put on the armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the tactics of the devil. And with all prayer and supplication, pray at every opportunity in the spirit. And Lord, so we do know that our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but with the powers and the the principalities and the uh, in this present darkness with evil spirits. And Lord, so we thank you that you give us this armor that we can put on, that we can use prayer in this in this battle, um, that we've got the armor of God, that you've been you've given us uh, the truth um, to guard to gird our loins. You've given us righteousness to use as a breath breastplate, um, that our feet can be shod in the gospel of peace, and that we have faith, the gift of faith, as a shield to quench anything that the evil one would sling at us, and that we do have the helmet of salvation. And especially, Lord, that you give us your word, your word, which is the sword of the spirit. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that we can praise you and we can glorify you and that we can call on on your mighty word as well. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, dear listeners, as you listen to that opening prayer, um, one of the things just to remind 
all of us is why we're here. We are here because, and we began Shelter in Peace back, actually, this is our 16th episode. So four months ago, we began Shelter in Peace as a way to just encourage everybody to give everybody peace, to um, remind everybody of the gifts of God and that he's here and he's with us. And also to remind us of the the just the beautiful um, weapons he's given us, but the beautiful tools more, I'd like to say that, the beautiful tools he's given us to equip us. And, and those tools include things like prayer, they include things like scripture and his word. So, so Ann and I are going to talk to you today about scripture, about prayer, about just our experiences with God in our lives, because that's the other thing. We've got these amazing examples and times where God has been in our lives with us and done so much for us, and He wants us to share those as well. So, so Anne, once again, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. And before we get into um, introducing Anne, I do need to tell you, Anne, um, Annie handed me, we've got Anne and Annie today. I just That just <laughs> hit me. I don't know why. I'm a little slow, I guess, this morning. But um, Annie handed me this exciting giveaway. So we don't have giveaways all that often, but we do have some exciting news today. Um, so we have tickets to give... Um, for a drive-in screening, there's a new Fatima movie that's coming out. It's going to take place at St. Catherine of Siena Parish in Kennesaw on August 5th. And this movie, if you know about the Lady, Our Lady of Fatima, it is actually a very uplifting drama based on those historical events where the, the 10-year-old shepherd and her two younger cousins in Fatima, Portugal, they reported visions of the Virgin Mary. And so that has inspired thousands of believers um, and of course, also angered officials as well um, about that. And so it, this this movie tells that story and it tells about how they were tried to uh, they were they tried to force the children to recant their story. But it really ep- um, is a very uplifting story about the power of faith. And so you probably want to know how you can get these tickets, right? So all you need to do is submit your story of maybe how Fatima has impacted your life to info at thequestatlanta.com. And if you would get those submissions in before July 29th, so you've got a couple of weeks to get those in. So before July 29th, put your submission in about how Fatima has impacted your life to info at thequestatlanta.com. Okay, wonderful. Okay, so I keep promising to introduce Anne. I'm finally going to introduce her. Um, so Anne Satilli, I think a number of our listeners probably actually personally know her because she has served the church um, for over 20 years as a youth minister. And she began here in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. And then um, she actually moved her young family to Charleston and they operated a Dunkin' Donut franchise. You know, we haven't even talked about that. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Um, and her children are now grown and Anne recently moved back to the Atlanta Atlanta area, and she is currently working for Life Teen, and she coordinates the amazing Steubenville Atlanta Youth Conference that happens every summer, except this summer, but that usually happens every single summer. So, Anne, thank you so much for being willing to be here with us this morning. It's it's a blessing and a privilege. Thank you for asking me. Oh, I'm so glad. Um, and so, as I just said a few minutes ago, Anne and I have been talking about prayer and just the the beauty of that topic of prayer and how important prayer is in our lives. And as you listened last week, we talked about prayer as well and um, the various ways we pray, the various opportunities that we have. Um in prayer. And um, we talked, we we may repeat a few items, but I think Anne and I've got some new things to talk about as well. And usually when I have a new guest on, we'll say, hey, just tell us about your life. 
but we agreed that it would be kind of more interesting um, and maybe Holy Spirit led to let Anne share her life through some examples of, of prayer and what's happened. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, so when we were talking, one of the things that hit both of us, and I think, Anne, you mentioned this, that um, what God really laid on your heart was the fact that Jesus taught us to pray, right? Right. That scripture from, um, you know, Luke, where the apostles say, you know, Jesus teaches to pray, you know, they, they were witnessing him telling his parables and praying and they, they wanted a, they really kind of wanted a formula for how to pray. And he gave them the, our father. Yeah. Um, and that really is a great starting place. You know, you talked about last week acts Mm -hmm. and the, our father has all of those elements of prayer, starting with praise and Mm -hmm. asking for your daily bread and God's will and forgiveness. And so for me, when I'm kind of lost for a starting place that our father is, you know, Jesus gave that to us, the place to start. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And so for those of you who may not remember from last week, when Anne just referred to acts, we remember that was that adoration and then confession thanksgiving and supplication, right. which, yeah, great. And you're right. It totally parallels um, the Our Father. The other thing that really struck us as Anna and I were talking was that the Our Father also reminds us of that our prayer is also, you know, our faith is a Trinitarian faith, right? So we've got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And all three of them, we've got this three-in-one mystery going on, and all three of them want relationship with us. So there are times, I know I, sometimes I ask people like, okay, when you close your eyes and pray, who do you see? Who are you praying to? Are you praying to the Father? Are you praying to the Son? Are you praying to the Holy Spirit? You know, and I didn't even ask you that. For you, what, how, what does that look like for you? Well, I, I think that in the cycle of prayer in my life, there have been different times when I've I've needed a different element mm. of, of the Trinity. And I don't know if in my mind I even separate it that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there there were times as a young girl when I needed a father. Yeah. And I would pray specifically to to God the Father. And then um, you know, Jesus really identifying what he did for us, you know, dying for our salvation and his suffering and trying to Mm -hmm. understand how that relates to us, Mm -hmm. for us and for humanity. I think that when I pray deeply, like, you know, that I seek out the the Jesus who did that for us. Yeah. Um, And then the Holy Spirit, I don't feel like I learned about the Holy Spirit until my later in my young adulthood, you Mm -hmm. know, attended a life in the spirit seminar and that idea of the guidance of the Holy Spirit really started to open up for me. Um, I had taught confirmation class for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's more of the, the catechetical understanding of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. but really learning to, uh, call on the Holy Spirit to pray through mm-hmm. with you and mm-hmm. for you is, mm-hmm. is something that's really developed. It's still developing every day of my life. That is awesome. You know, it's so interesting as you say that, that <clears throat> especially that last part about it wasn't until later in life. And I hear so many people say that, right? And oftentimes we think, okay, Holy Spirit. And in my mind, I see the dove and I see peace. And I see, I think about, like you said, at confirmation where the Holy Spirit's the one that's activating all of those gifts and we're Mm -hmm. receiving kind of the power of the Holy Spirit. 
but for me, it's really come alive too. There's a there's a um, Alpha is a program is a course that that I've helped lead um, a number of times now. It's it's interdenominational, and it's been around for quite a number of years. But it's beautiful, and we have a whole weekend around the Holy Spirit, and it's really helping people know that the Holy Spirit is a person too, and that you can have relationship with the Holy Spirit as well. And there's so many people you see their eyes just light up and they, wow, really? I've never thought of the Holy Spirit as an individual. And Father Canta La Mesa, who is the household um, priest, the papal priest, he talks about that. And he talks about just the gift of the Holy Spirit and the gift of the Holy Spirit as a person. And it's really cute. You hear he's talking in his, um, I'm sure he's Italian. He's got this great Italian (laughs) accent, right? And he's talking and he says, and I was in New Jersey. I was in New Jersey and I learned about the Holy Spirit. And I'm thinking, seriously, you're like there in Rome, the Vatican, and you came to New New Jersey to learn about the Holy Spirit. So just one more proof that God is everywhere. <laughs> he, can, he can be everywhere. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And we had that beautiful scripture on Sunday that mm-hmm. touched both you and I. Um, yeah. We talked about the other day that um, when we don't know how to pray, yeah. the Holy Spirit comes to us in our weakness yes. and, um, and guides us and aids us in mm-hmm. our prayer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I know there have been times in my life where, um, you know, something really significant has happened and I don't know how to pray. I am at a loss for words. Mm-hmm. And if you are open to the Holy Spirit, um, it truly will pray through you. Yeah, definitely. Would you read that scripture for us? Because it's such a beautiful scripture and I love that scripture. Yeah, I might not have paraphrased that well. <laughs> you did. No, you did. In the same way, The Spirit, too, comes to aid of our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit itself intercedes with inexpressible groanings. And the one who searches hearts knows what is the intention of the Spirit, because it intercedes for the Holy Ones according to God's will. Isn't that beautiful? Um. I, I do have a little story I could share there. Uh, we had a beautiful daughter, and then a couple years later, you know, we wanted to add to our family. And um, I actually, uh, we lost two babies mm. during that time before our little miracle Thomas came along. Um, but that was such a difficult time in my prayer life because I just had no idea how how to pray. Mm. Um, and I was a youth minister at that time, and there was a healing service at a nearby church, um, St. Philip Benizi, and I took a group of teenagers to the healing service. Uh-huh. Um, I thought this would be great exposure uh-huh. for them. Um, and so we went to the healing service, and at the end, they offered prayer, and I was trying to encourage my teenagers to go up for prayer. Um, and you have to lead by example, right? <laughs> and I thought, I don't really need healing for anything. I wasn't even thinking about my own life, but I got up, and I went up for prayer and um, and and was just overwhelmed with the sense of that need for healing because mm. of those those losses. Mm-hmm. And I had no words, but these total strangers prayed over me, obviously through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And the Lord spoke to me and told me exactly what I needed to hear. Oh, that's so cool. And then the next thing I know, I was laying on the floor <gasps> in the spirit. And that's all my teenagers could talk about afterwards. <laughs> what happened? What happened? <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> uh, that's that is great. You know, and that's how personal our God is, right? You're just doing your job. You're there as leading the youth. You're doing your job, and God says, 
And I have something just for you because I love you so much and I want you to be whole and I want you to be filled with me and I have something especially just for you. Right. And he you keeps his know. promises when he we're does. even not paying attention. <laughs> and he keeps promises that we don't even know that we need, right? Mm-hmm. He keeps promises to have always the best intentions for us and always want more for us. And like you said, you didn't even know you needed healing. Right. And yet he wanted that for you. That's so beautiful. And, you know, as you just said, so scripturally, you know, some people say, well, I'm only going to pray to God or I'm only going to pray to Jesus. Well, scripturally, all of them are mentioned it's, and and praying and, and their role in prayer in our lives is there for all of them. So like you just said, the Holy Spirit there through, if we don't have the words, the Holy Spirit either um, flows through other people, like you said in that example for you, or the Holy Spirit through its own groanings. It knows the words. It knows exactly what you need to say and what God needs to hear. Um, or what you need to share with God, you know, the Holy Spirit can step in. And then um, the, our Father, too, you know, obviously that um, Jesus says, actually, he tells them twice, two different times. It's, it's, or actually, it's quoted both in Matthew 7 as and in Luke 11, when it talks about, you know, asking it will be given to you, seeking you will fi- and you will find, you know, all of that's about prayer. Knock mm-hmm. and the door will be open to you. I remember my kids being in VBS one time, you know, vacation Bible school, kind of um, this Sunday school during the summer. And they had this whole long song about that and they'd go all the hand movements. So I always think of that when I read that scripture. But at the very end of that, it talks about how, um, you know, if if uh, the, a wicked earthly father would give his child a fit, you know, a, a, w- a wicked child, a wicked father would not give his child a snake if he asked for a fish. But he says, how much more will your heavenly father give good things to those who ask him? So once again, very much, very clearly that it's God, our father, who is listening and answering our prayers. And then at the same time, Jesus reminds his disciples, just like he taught them to pray, as you were talking about earlier with the, our father, He also, during the Last Supper discourse, he reminds them of who he is as well. And he says this in um, John 14, um, 14, 13 and 14, he says, and so whatever you ask in my name, I will do so that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask anything of me in my name, I will do it. And so once again, Jesus is reminding us that he and the Father are one and we can ask through him as well. So whoever you feel comfortable praying to, it is fine. We've got this beautiful Trinity. And like you said, just so beautifully a few minutes ago, Anne, at different times, there may be different ones that resonate for us in our Mm -hmm. lives. You know, for some people, if they've had a challenging um, earthly father, their father in heaven may be somebody who really resonates for them. Or some people may have a hard time relating to a father in heaven. So they'll go straight to Jesus, the son, who can be the beautiful brother um, as well. So for those of you who are just tuning in, we are here with Shelter in Peace, our weekly radio program. I'm Mari Cleveland, and I'm here with my co-host today, Ann Satilli, and we are talking about the beautiful um, theme of prayer. So that's what we're talking about. Um, so you you made mention, Anne, of the fact that your prayer life has kind of changed over the years. Definitely. Yeah. So can you share with our listeners a bit about for you specifically, like how has your prayer life changed if you think about just as you've matured in your faith? Well, I, I think 
I think too, it's good to remember that our prayer life, it, it isn't just a, um, a linear thing either. It's a definitely an up and down, you know, there are going to be times of, um, you know, great focus in your prayer life. And then other times where it's, it's not as, not as prevalent and, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, even mother Teresa, you know, talked <laughs> yeah. about those desolate times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but for me, I've, Praying without ceasing mm-hmm. has been part of who of who I am since mm-hmm. I was a small child. Um, I I grew up in a dysfunctional family, mm-hmm. and my father was an alcoholic, mm. so I needed that heavenly father, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. So my prayers as a small child were um, more of a conversation with with a father. Oh, beautiful! Um, and my mother. You know, she held everything together. Mm. She was a hard worker and a faithful, faithful woman and, mm-hmm. and still is and just a model of, of prayer. But her prayer was liturgical. Okay. Um, and we were very connected to, to the church and, um, you know, Sunday mass was just a way of life. Uh-huh. Um, in middle school, I had the opportunity of going to a Catholic school for the first time. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really learned about praying with scripture. Mm-hmm. The, um, I got my first Bible in middle school. You know, it, my mother was from the church where you didn't read the Bible oh, at, yes. at home. Mm-hmm. You know, that pre-Vatican II idea. So I, I got this Bible and was really drawn to the Psalms. Mm. Um, and everything is there. You yeah. know, Psalms of praise and thanksgiving, but also lament and, um, you know, just words to beg the Lord for for your needs. So I really learned to to pray the Psalms and the scripture stories, the parables, putting myself, you know, using my imagination and putting myself into those stories and using them as prayer really developed over my um, middle school and and high school years. Um, And like I touched on a little bit earlier, the Holy Spirit, that awakening was really as a as a young mother Mm. when I um, when I attended a life in the spirit seminar, really learned about uh, praying through the spirit with the spirit um, and a real gift of intercession Mm -hmm. um, was given to me at at that time. Oh, wow. Um, And as a mother, uh, you know, a wife, mm-hmm. that that's so important to develop that gift of, mm-hmm. of intercession. Yeah, um, and I try, I treasure it. Right. Yeah. You think about that as you as you grow and as you experience different things in your life, you're going to have more and more relationships where you realize that oh gosh, I've got some responsibility in this relationship, and what do I do with it? Right. Right. Yeah. I remember one friend saying, "They're going to let me go home from the hospital with this baby. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing." Right. And so knowing that you've got that gift of intercession, I think, is so critical you know, praying for all those people in your life that you become more and more connected to. Yeah. You know, I know for me, uh, mine's kind of similar in that as a child, it was conversation. It was conversation. But but I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember how frequent the conversation was. And I can remember times in my life where I was, um, like I remember my dog dying when I was 10 or 11. And I just remember running into my room and jumping on my bed in tears and yelling at God. And I think I must have had some sort of relationship with him before that for me to just, I don't think the first time I talked to him, I was yelling at him. I don't think so. Right. So there must have been just this, um, already this something seed, the seed planted in my heart that there was this Abba father who I could talk to. And, um, you know, one of the quotes that I, that I read, in preparation for for our conversation was that I thought was so cool. And they said, prayer is the purpose for which you were created because you were created for relationship with God. Right. Right. So we were almost created for this, for, 
for, for prayer. And so for me, it was very, um, kind of, it was conversation off and on, but like you, I was from a family that we, it, it was kind of liturgical in a way. It was also kind of private, right? We traveled a lot when I was growing up and my parents would always say, okay, remember to pray. So we'd get on the airplane and we'd, we'd say our prayers and, and it was very, uh, very much, you know, when you needed something, you would go to God and you would pray and you would ask for specific things, which was, which was great. And um, I remember there were times where we really saw that God answered. There was, there was this underlying belief that there was a, that, that God really was in charge, that mm-hmm. he really was in charge. And it wasn't anything that was spoken all the time or very obviously. Like I've tried to be much more intentional with my own children and bringing up God's role in our life every single day. And for my, for as a child, I think it was more when big things happened. So right. I remember one time on one of our trips, we were flying into Egypt and we were coming from um, Kenya and because we were coming from Kenya, the people at immigration in Egypt in Cairo said, you have to have yellow fever shots. And we said, no, we don't. And anyway, it did not go in our favor. Let's just say that. <laughs> let's just say that. And so we were held kind of hostage in a way for a couple of days. They confiscated our passports. And we were in this tiny little room in this hotel in the airport with bars on the windows. And it was kind oh of a scary time. And I remember looking at the windows and I could see this big United States of America airplane with a red carpet leading up to it. And it was during the time of Anwar Sadat, who had just won the Nobel Peace Prize. And I remember thinking, I need to write to him and tell him this is happening and all this. <laughs> But the bottom line, the story about that is that my dad, who never remembered his his dreams, woke up in the middle of the night crying, and he had just had a dream. And in his dream, we were in downtown Cairo, and a bus jumped the curb and killed my sister. And wow. that was his dream. And I remember very clearly them saying, God always has a reason for everything, and he right. will protect us even in this type of thing. So even this really scary situation that we're in where we've got a little guard following us around and we don't have passports and we don't know how we're going to get out of this country, it, we're, in, we're in God's protection. We're under God's protection and God had a reason for this. And so it was very clear to me, but it wasn't, I think, until I went through Curcio as a young adult, I was mm-hmm. about 23, that I started to have my own 24-7 relationship with God such that I just, now I just talk to him all the time and I ask him about everything. And there's always the joke. I think I even mentioned it last week. I even pray for parking places and thank him when there's a a good, (laughs) a good parking place, but, you know, trying to encourage my husband and my kids to, you know, you can pray about everything and you can ask him for everything and, and whatever you need. Um, But, but like you said, and there's, it's so cool how rich just the idea of prayer is. And so there's so many different ways you can pray and you can pray um, through your journaling, or you can pray through sc- using scripture and praying back to God. Um, so we're about to go on a break. And, and after our break, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about just different prayer styles. What are the different ways that we can pray? And listeners, you know, we just encourage you to think too about what are all the different ways that you communicate with God, that he communicates with back with you, because it is so personal. It is so individual. I know my husband is one of those who loves the outdoors. So I think for him, Prayer time nature. is, yeah, nature yeah. And, and going on a run and watching the birds. He always told me, you know, those little parking, he calls them parking lot birds, you know, the little brown <laughs> birds that are always in the parking lot. He goes, whenever I see a parking lot bird, it makes me think of God. Uh, and that's just, that's that's how it is for him. So dear listeners, please stay tuned. And we will be back in just a couple of minutes. 
Hello, I'm Lisa Wheeler from CarmelCommunications.com. You've discovered AM 1160, The Quest, where faith meets life, covering all of Metro Atlanta and beyond. Listen on air or online at thequestatlanta.com any time of day. The Quest presents Pro-Life Minutes. Did you know science has already proven that at fertilization, a sperm and egg unite to form a unique human being with DNA separate from that of the mother? Yet, the argument today is not whether that new life is a human being inside the mother's womb. The argument is one of choice. We are told that a mother's right to choose to kill her unborn daughter trumps the daughter's right to choose to not be killed by her mother. What happened to women's rights? Only some women have rights, not all women. Many young women are never given the right to choose if they want to live or die. It's time to take a stand for life. All human life matters. So let's show the world that every life matters by speaking up for life at every opportunity. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. Hi, this is Dr. Ray Gurendi from The Doctor Is In. The COVID-19 situation has affected us all, including your local Catholic radio station. We need your help to make sure this vital missionary work continues. No gift is too small. Together, we can make a difference. Please make a donation to support the work of this station today. Thank you so very much, and may God bless you. Donate at thequestatlanta.com. So, you love listening to The Quest, but can't always listen live? No worries. Now with the Quest Atlanta app, you never have to miss out. Listen on demand, submit prayer requests, catch up on the latest headlines, and so much more. Available on the App Store and Google Play today. Good afternoon and welcome back. We are so glad to have you with us here at our our show Shelter in Peace here on AM 1160, The Quest, your Catholic radio station. I'm Mari Cleveland and I'm here today with my co-host Ann Satilli. And we are talking about the topic of prayer. And before we jump back into that topic, I do want to remind our listeners of an amazing um, giveaway that we have. Some of you may know that the new Fatima movie is going to be out soon and is going. there's actually going to be a drive-in screening of the movie on August 5th at St. Catherine of Siena Parish in Kennesaw. And most of you know the story of Fatima, how uh, the Virgin Mary appeared to these young shepherd children. And uh, so the story of the, the movie really recounts that story and just the uplifting story about their faith and uh, against all of the, the people coming after them to try to get them to recant their story. So it's a movie you don't want to miss. And how do you win tickets to this movie? So we have got some tickets here at the Quest to give you. So all you need to do is to submit your own personal story of how Fatima may have impacted your life. And you're going to submit that to info at thequestatlanta.com and get those submissions in by July 29th. That's the deadline. And then we will be drawing to give away some tickets to that drive-in screening on August 5th. Okay, so um, we are back. I'm back with Anne talking about prayer. And right before the break, we were talking about how each of us prays 
according to both our own um, experiences, but our own temperaments and what, what works for us. And like I said, my husband loves to pray in nature. That really speaks to him, and he really sees the glory of God and is able to praise and thank and love God. Um, during nature. So that's one of the ways that, that he prays. Um, and, and you said it reminded you of something as well when I shared that. Well, I was, I was just reminded of a, a little story. Um, my friend Linda and I were working at the Steubenville Atlanta conference, um, as prayer ministers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's a very chaotic weekend with 3000 teenagers and, um, a lot of responsibility, a lot going on. And Linda and I were walking down a hallway and just picture hundreds of teenagers all over yeah. the place and we were on a mission you know there was something <laughs> some catastrophe happening and we had to go take care of something um and a young person kind of jumped out and grabbed linda someone that she knew and was like oh linda and i'm trying to pull linda down the hallway you know we need to go and um she stops and looks at this young person and says oh how are you and the young person starts to share about oh well i'm really stressed out and i i'm thinking about getting a puppy and was going on and on and on about how <laughs> difficult their life was in uh, this whole puppy situation. And Linda said, let's pray right now. And I'm thinking, what is she doing? We, <laughs> we have important things to do. Um, but we stopped and we prayed. And, you know, Linda did the whole, oh, praise you, God. And she's really seriously praying and praying about the puppy and enlighten this young person by the Holy Spirit that get the puppy or not and all of this. And she finishes praying and the young person goes away peaceful and joyful and completely mm. transformed. And I looked at Linda and I said, what on earth was that? We have this thing to do. And she said, Anne, if you can't stop and pray about the puppy, how are you going to pray about the big things? Oh my gosh. That's amazing. And I felt really small at that moment but i that was years ago and i just remember that story yeah. that there's no way to pray wrong mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and there's always a time to pray yeah. that praying without ceasing yeah so just just do it mm -hmm. whatever that is that draws you to pray in your way right definitely you know last week i shared that that's something my daughter shared as well i i asked her my daughter's 17 and i said well Lily, what should I share with our listeners about prayer? And she said, well, one of the things is just remind them there's no wrong way to pray, right? right? Exactly. There's no wrong way to pray. And so there's so many different styles, ways that you can pray. But then reminding people that God cares about everything. Okay, if this is the God of the universe, the one who created everything, and yet he knows how many hairs you have on your head, right. he probably is concerned about your puppy too, right? Right. <laughs> right? And we forget that. We forget that that's what our intimacy is like. That's what an intimate God is like. You cared about the boo-boo on the very tip of your child's finger that you could barely even see, but was really hard for them. And you prayed right. about that boo-boo and you kissed that boo-boo. And God does that for us too. And so I love that. I love that story of if you can't pray for the puppy, how are you going to pray for other things? And I think I think that's one of the things to re also remember. It's, it's almost like a muscle, isn't it? You know, we have to exercise it. it. You have to work it. And you can't just wait for the big, huge, difficult things to happen in your life for you to work it. You have to be consistently and um, all the time praying for things. And there are different ways to pray. You know, we can we can pray, like we said before, you can use the act, the adoration, and then confession and um, thanksgiving and supplication. You can also pray scripture. You mentioned that too. You know, when you pray scripture back to God, it's beautiful. He loves, you know, he loves to hear his word coming back. And here's the other thing that's important to remember. Satan hates that. 
He hates when you praise God and when you pray the word of God. You know, it is a living word. It is that living word. That's the two-edged sword. The, the word of God is the sword. It's If you think of yourself as being um, uh, putting on that armor of, of God that we talk about from Ephesians, if you when you put that on, the sword of the spirit, you know, that sword is the word of God. So you use that to pray. Um, you can sing. I got. I was just blessed to be part of the um, of the five thirty choir at Christ the King for a number of years, oh, and just sat beautiful music that was written. And Ken Ken Masick has a beautiful gift of of tra- taking the Psalms, like you were talking about, Anne, and how mm-hmm. beautiful the Psalms are, and turning them into just beautiful praise music. And when you're praying, praising back. Um, and I was also a dancer growing up, so I, I got to actually. It was Ellen Masick and I. A couple of us were actually did liturgical dance mm-hmm. in another um, event that took place. And that's another way, you know, King David in the Old Testament, he danced before the Lord and right. was mocked for that. But the Lord really blessed that because however it works for you, whatever works for you is so important to do that. Well, I am certainly not a dancer, but <laughs> if you ever have the opportunity um, to go to Mass at Our Lady of Lourdes mm-hmm. um, when their liturgical dancers are praying, I don't want to say performing, um, it is so moving. Mm. It's obvious that they are giving that gift to the Lord and yeah. using every fiber of their being to yes. to praise Him. Yes. It's, it's something to really be a part of. Right. Because we are, you know, God gave us these bodies, right? So He mm-hmm. gave us some people, He gave beautiful voices, some people He gave just the ability to do lyrical movements. However, we express ourselves. It's our way of our expressing our, like you said, our joy and our love for the Lord when we do that. You know, and I think the other thing just to remember is that prayer is powerful. Prayer is so powerful. You know, once again, the, one of the purposes for us being on the radio with with all of you listeners is to remind you that you are equipped. You are equipped and God has given you things to equip you during this time. For such a time as this, we, we were born. We are living here. And he does not want you to be hopeless. He does not want you to be helpless. He wants to remind you that your strength comes from him. Um, you know, the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And he has given you various tools, including prayer. And prayer is such an incredible tool. I'm going to actually paraphrase an Oswald Chambers quote that says, um, prayer does not just fit us for the greater works. Prayer is the greater work and prayer is powerful. It is so powerful. And so you hear sometimes people say, oh, well, I, uh, all I can do is pray. Well, no, no, no. I get to pray, you know. Or, or I'll, I I can only, I can just pray. No, no, there's no just pray. Prayer is the greater work. Well, if we circle back around to um, the scripture in Luke where, you know, the apostles asked Jesus to teach them to pray, mm-hmm. the passage right before that is the story of Martha and Mary. Yes. And um, Jesus is visiting his friends and uh, Martha is running around like a crazy woman trying to serve <laughs> and do, 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 which a, a lot of us fall into that, we that do. trap. We do. And Mary, uh, you know, her sister is sitting at Jesus's feet, taking mm-hmm. in his word mm-hmm. and reflecting. Um, and Mary, you know, Jesus says, chooses the better part. Yes. You know, Martha, don't be jealous of your sister. Use that as a model. Mm -hmm. And I think during this time we're stuck at home and especially those who are used to ministering in the church or in the community or running around with our families. Mm -hmm. um, We're at a little bit of a loss. Right. You know, what is it that we're supposed to be doing? Oh, we're, we're supposed to be praying. Is that enough? Yes. Well, well, it is enough. Mm -hmm. And, and 
God's grace is always sufficient. Yes. He gives us everything we need. Mm-hmm. And so this is the this is the time. This is the time to to focus. And if you don't have a prayer life, you can get one. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So this time God doesn't waste any time. No time is ever wasted. No right. experience is ever wasted. And so during this time where maybe your agenda has been wiped clean, you or you can't get out of the house or he he wants to build you up during this time. He wants to um just he he wants to continue to fill you in beautiful and amazing ways, you know. And 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 I love the fact that you brought that verse up the the fact that Jesus taught his disciples to pray again. If prayer wasn't important, why would we have this whole part of the Bible where Jesus is very very specifically and intentionally teaching them how to pray? He's obviously wanting them to be able to pray, right? And he doesn't assume that they already know how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he he takes the time to teach. Right. Um, and it's our responsibility also to teach. You know, you and I have talked a lot about yeah. passing that on to our children right. and building a foundation of prayer for our children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of the fruits of, of our prayer, you know, there are lots of fruits of the prayer of prayer. Um, and we can we can tell about stories where God has answered prayer, which is amazing. Um, and then part of the fruit is being able to pass it on to our to our children as well. Yeah, so we can go either way. Do you want to share the, like you know the fruits of what where God has answered prayer for you, or do we want to jump into our children? We can do either one. Well, let, let's talk about our kids. Okay, it's always fun to talk about kids, right? <laughs> it is. It is. Well, um, in in our family, prayer was always the center at, you know, from the very beginning, mm-hmm. you know, praying over our children when they were babies. And then, you know, as they're growing up, teaching them the sweet little prayers, uh, the guardian angel prayer was mm-hmm. the first little prayer that Kellyanne learned. Um, and Thomas has been a prayer since day one. I have, by the way, I have two children, two grown children. Um, and I remember at dinner, you know, we prayed the traditional bless us, O Lord prayer. Mm-hmm. And Thomas had come home from preschool um he was four uh-huh. and we didn't always think that thomas was paying attention uh, and learning things at school it was quite a surprise to us when he actually came up with something um <laughs> of value from school and uh, after we prayed our you know meal blessing thomas said i want to pray and you know we have to encourage that in our mm-hmm. children and just be really open to that you know that whole idea again you can't do it wrong um and he recited the hail mary yeah. his little four-year-old thomas and and then that became part of our dinner prayer. Oh, that's every, so cool. Every night, you know, we added that Hail Mary for Thomas. Um, and just over time, it was it was really amazing to watch prayer develop in the life of, of both of my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Thomas was in second grade, um, mealtime seemed to be his thing. Uh, we were out to dinner, uh, all very tired and hungry and, you know, wanted to quickly get through the prayer quite honestly um but thomas stopped us after the blessing and he said i want to pray and we all kind of held our breath um and he said i want to pray that great grammy is in heaven with jesus Hmm. and we just kind of looked at him and said okay thomas can we eat now um that when we got home, we got a phone call that great Grammy had died during that time that Thomas was praying. Yeah. And I just, I feel like that openness to the spirit Mm -hmm. is something that, um, that we set the stage for and, Mm -hmm. but then allowed God to work. It wasn't anything that we did. Right. Right. Um, and I've just really watched the beauty of that unfold, you know, both of my, uh, children, 
grown young adult children have been prayer ministers at the Steubenville Atlanta conference. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And Kellyanne has even taken on the leadership role of that, of that team. And people during the weekend will come up to me and say, I prayed with your daughter and it was, it was just amazing and, and spirit filled and exactly what I needed. Um, And you know, you brag on your kids and you love your kids and are proud of them. But when you hear that from someone else, it's Mm -hmm. just affirmation from God that you're doing the right thing. Exactly. I love those stories. And I love especially how just the very first one, when you said, not only did you let Thomas pray the Hail Mary at the beginning of the dinner blessing, which is not what we would think we would normally do, right? But then you continued to do it. You continue, you honored him and his desire to do that by continuing to make it part of your dinner blessing. And so it became his, you mm-hmm. know, so I think part of it, our, equipping our children is really letting them walk into it and letting it become theirs, right. them owning it, right. them continuing to pursue it in whatever way worked for them, you know? Yes. And, and I, of course, I've got to do my own mom stories, right? Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, so my kids do, I do also have two children, um, 19 and 17. So almost grown, not quite, but, um, talking about how they seem to just like with Thomas and great grandmother, my, my kid, my, my parents at the time lived in South Florida and there was a big hurricane coming toward them. Um, it really big, like, you know, how you can watch on the radar and you can see this huge, huge thing and, and there's the eye of it. And it was heading literally right toward their house. The trajectory was right toward their house and it was a huge hurricane. And they live right there kind of on the, on the coast in Florida. Scary. Very scary, very, very scary. And so we said to the kids and like you, I prayed with my kids since they were little and prayed over them at bedtime, you know, literally like curving my body over the top of them, right? And, and praying, praying for them at bedtime so that they, they constantly knew. Then um, they could hear what our prayers were for them and just so they could hear what it sounded like to talk to God and they could hear the things we were praying for them, like for future spouses and for whatever it might be. Right, right. that so, modeling. Yeah, that modeling. So in this, in this incident, I said, okay, you know, John and Lily, we really need to pray for, against this hurricane. We need to pray because it's heading right for, toward Mimi and Poppy's house. And we, I, I, I can still visualize where we were in the car and little Lily, like four years old or so in the backseat, and she starts start, just starts praying. And she said, God, just take your hand and just you push that storm away. You just push that hurricane away so it doesn't hit Mimi and Poppy's house, literally. So I get a phone call. We're watching over the night. We're watching this come closer and closer. The next morning, I get a phone call from my mom. She's like, oh, my God gosh, it was the most amazing thing. It was coming right toward us. And then all of a sudden at the last minute, it was almost like this hand just pushed it out of the way and pushed it out into the ocean. I said, yeah, I know. I, yeah, I know exactly why that happened. Uh, And I told her the story and you know, it's so wonderful where adults can even be stupefied by, oh my gosh. And it was literally her prayer. And, And what my mom saw as she watched the radar was God's hand just came and you know, pushed it out of the way. But then the most exciting, the other exciting part was being able to share with Lily, your prayers had efficacy, right? right? Your prayers worked. You were able to push this away, but um, not you pushed this away. You were able to encourage, you know, ask God and then God, God answered your prayers. And then there are times when they're not as efficacious in some ways, you know, they, they feel like they aren't right. It was not maybe not now or wait when she was uh, in elementary school, she suffered from some anxiety and mm-hmm. this child would, she prayed so hard. And at night, instead of me praying, she was the one who took over the prayer time and she prayed just beautiful, just incredible prayers to God. And she just poured her little heart out and soul out to him and talked to him. 
And I remember partway through that time, her saying, Mommy, I don't understand why God's not answering my prayers. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why I still have this. And I'm still, you know, just still have these feelings. I don't understand. And I said, you know what, sweetie, I don't understand either. But here's what I do know. I do know that you have the most beautiful prayer life. You have the most amazing relationship with God. And God is going to use that in your life. And now I look fast forward all these years and she's a member of the leadership team of Life Teen mm-hmm. at um, at St. Anne's, and she she can pray. She prays for those children. And I just just the other day, she had a young girl who lost her mom, and her praying for that child, and her sending prayers via text to people, different friends, and just the wisdom and the insight and the beauty that she has in praying for people and encouraging people. And God used that time. He used right. that time to strengthen her and he to build her. Things good. He does. He does. But to yeah. be able to um, walk our children through that, I think is really important. And mm-hmm. to be able to point out, you know, where God is working. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it isn't always obvious. And, and, you know, that's how the evil one gets in sometimes, mm. he, you know, he doesn't allow you to see Right. The good. We, right. we have to seek that and yeah. be open to that and yeah. not dismiss it. There are no coincidences. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and one of the things we both have just said is that our children being able to pray for other people, you know, Kellyanne at Steubenville praying for those other children, Lily praying for other people. And even um, my John, who's a little bit more private in his prayer life. I remember his first year of college last year. I remember him texting me at one point and asking me to specifically pray for somebody who he knew who was having a hard time, mm. you know, that he knows. The, the power of intercessory prayer, right. you know, and so that's something I know that's really near and dear to your heart as well. And is that that power of intercessory prayer? You have some thoughts around that? Um, yeah, I think I think that I think that that's sort of the the next step, mm-hmm. the being able to put yourself, um, you know, in front of the Lord for for someone else. Mm-hmm. And I think that we really learned that from from mary oh yeah and i've been able to just really identify especially you know as a mother going going to mary and asking for her intercession and really learning allowing her to lead and show me how to intercede for my my children and as a youth minister for for teens Mm -hmm. um i know for certain that it makes a huge difference praying for those teenagers before that Steubenville conference mm-hmm. that they'll have an experience of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and going forward afterwards, praying that whatever seeds the Lord planted during that weekend would, would grow to fruition. Even mm-hmm. if you don't see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was one particular young lady that I was taking to a conference and um, her parents had asked uh, me to pray for her before we went and she did not want to go mm. and honestly i didn't want to take her yeah. because she wasn't in a good place and making some really poor decisions and putting herself into really dangerous situations mm-hmm. um but the parents begged and i agreed and we all prayed and prayed and prayed for this for this young woman um and during the weekend, during the conference on Saturday night, we have this beautiful Eucharistic procession mm-hmm. and the priest takes the monstrance in and among all of the 3000 teenagers mm-hmm. and they get an up close and personal, you know, um, moment with the Lord in that big room of chaos. Um, and afterwards we have discussion with the teenagers, you know, share with us what you experienced. And this young lady, um, shared in our in our group that when the monstrance came in and she smelled the incense she 
it felt familiar to her. Oh, wow. And what she realized is that every time she was in a compromising situation, you know, she was in a situation where she was, you know, using drugs or whatever the other behaviors were. She smelled that incense. <gasps> oh, my gosh. And she realized that night when Jesus came into the room that he was always with her, <sighs> even in those times when she was making poor decisions. Wow. I just got goosebumps. And that weekend was completely transformative for Mm. her. Mm. Yeah. And that was the intercession. People were praying for her while she was in those situations. Mm -hmm. The Lord was preparing her to realize that he is always with her in the good and the bad. Yeah. And we have that power. The Lord has equipped each and every one Mm -hmm. of us Mm -hmm. with that, with that power of prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. Exactly. And just like we said, the prayer is a weapon. Prayer is something that we can use. You know, God fights for us. God fights for us. He, and he gives us tools to be able to fight as well, because this is a spiritual battle. And I think the other thing that's so beautiful about your story is that he is so good in letting us know the, sometimes getting, letting us know the rest of the story. Right. He has given us that opportunity to be co-laborers with him here. And so those intercessors got to hear the rest of the story from her. They Mm -hmm. got to see and hear how the power of their prayer, but also how God was so powerful in her life. Um, And that's that's just incredible. Just thinking about how if she hadn't been there, she wouldn't have smelled the incense, seen Jesus right there in the monstrance. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't have been so personal and reminding her, I am with you. And, you know, and that's one of the scriptures that we have used here on Shelter and Peace from the very beginning is be not afraid. I am with you. And so, dear listeners, we just want to remind you that he is with you. He is with you and he loves you so much and he has given you this gift. And so um, as we finish up, you know, we, we touched on Mary and we've got this whole communion of saints who are praying for us, who are interceding for us as well. But I know there's one particular saint that you really love, Anne, and I want you to share with us um, your story about St. Padre Pio. Well, um, the Steubenville Atlanta Conference was consecrated to Padre Pio, and he's our go-to saint mm. um, whenever we need intercession, and we go to Padre Pio. And when I took over leadership of the conference a couple years ago, um, the outgoing conference director and I took a pilgrimage to Italy to pray before Padre Pio, um, and it was amazing. Mm. We, you know, uh, Martha prayed over me and passed on the the commission of the conference. And and um, it's he has never let us down. Wow, never. Wow. So um, I just thought that we would close with a prayer to Padre Pio. That would be great. So it's just a blessing for us and for our listeners. Yes, great. So this um, this is a prayer that Pope John Paul II, Saint Pope John Paul. I I, I just yeah, I never do know how to say that, right? <laughs> so anyway, like, <laughs> do we do Saint Pope or Pope Saint? Yes, yeah. We know he's up there. Yeah, is JP two, just JP two. Have a thought. Okay. Well, this is a prayer that um, that JP two prayed at the um, canonization of Padre oh, Pio. Beautiful. Okay. I think it's beautiful. So, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Yeah. Teach us, we pray, humility of heart, so that we may be counted among the little ones of the gospel, to whom the Father promised to reveal the mysteries of his kingdom. Help us to pray without ceasing, certain that God knows what we need even before we ask him. Obtain for us the eyes of faith, so we will help to recognize in the poor and the suffering the very face of Jesus, 
sustain us in the hour of trouble and trial. And if we fall, let us experience the joy of the sacrament of forgiveness. Grant us your tender devotion to Mary, Mother of Jesus, and our Mother. Accompany us on our earthly pilgrimage toward the blessed homeland, where we too hope to arrive to contemplate forever the glory of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Anne. That was beautiful. We really appreciate it. And thank you for being our guest here on thank Shelter of Peace me. this week. Listeners, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you next week. And remember to get your Fatima stories into info at thequestatlanta.com by July 29th.